You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. The Asian lady says, Fuck you, white people, too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I feel like I gotta tell a similarly racist joke, but. Maybe we can tell that one another time, but it's in the same sort of vein, I guess, a little bit. All right. Uh, Hello, and thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast, recording live via via the Olympic Village in São Paulo, Brazil. I'm your old pal, Sanders. I'm your good boy, Liv. If you are keeping score at home, this is episode 108, the 31st Olympiad edition. But why would the Olympic Village be in Sao Paulo, Brazil? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Where is the set? Where is the Olympic Village? Probably in Rio de Janeiro, where the Olympics are being held. Oh, that would make sense. <laughs> you know, the soccer fucks me up because they fly all over the country for the yeah, soccer. Yeah, they play the soccer all over the country to play, which is good because they they get one more use out of that stadium they built in the middle of the jungle. <laughs> And that's true, I guess. So Olympics, uh, Olympics take place in uh, in one city, not a country. World Cup yeah. takes place in a country. Yeah, okay. but the soccer always takes place all over the country because you need to. Yeah, right. Makes sense. It's Rio 2016, so it's uh, it's happening there, right there yeah. in uh, Rio, the Copacabana Beach, as they yes. say. And it's as... actually winter time down there right now. I'd yeah, like. yeah. Uh, Mike Tirico looks like he's having a good time. You know, he's not having a good time. John Saunders. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I thought that was too <laughs> soon, but not for you. <laughs> well, I uh, love John Saunders. Yeah, so, no, I mean, no, absolutely. Twelve hours has passed since I learned of his death. We can do, go talk about it at least ten hours at this point. Yes, you're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> You're right. hmm. No, I mean, I was shocked about that. I'm still waiting to see what his the cause of death was. Of course, I haven't checked since I left the office. They didn't, they weren't saying anything all day. Um, speaking of casual racism, I was shocked to find out he played hockey in the '60s. Yeah, he played for like a season at Western Michigan, and his brother actually played there too. Uh, his brother, I think, played for the Nordiques, but he was from Montreal. They uh, in in his early obituaries they um, they really highlighted that he was you know an early ESPN uh, broadcaster and the voice of their hockey coverage and he's John Saunders he's a he's a pro you know yeah. it didn't surprise me but I was curious as why they kept making a big deal about it but one I didn't realize he was Canadian two I had no idea he played hockey yeah well that is casual racism there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I didn't realize he was Canadian. Uh, <laughs> I always remember back in the day, you know, every now and then when you'd watch games, and I guess maybe uh, they might have been doing a Mid-American Championship game or something, Mid-American Conference game involving Western Michigan or something. But, I, you know, I remember years ago they were show, you know, they showed a picture of him in the Western Michigan uniform. You know, like a, he might have been with the brother in the shop. I remember showed during a game, 
But I was reading today, apparently he only played technically one game for them. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't understand but, what was the... But he uh, he transferred, I guess, back to a college in Canada where he graduated from, like the Ryerson Polytechnic Institute or something like that it's called. Wait, I thought McGill was the college in Canada. The only college in Canada? <laughs> well, that's that's the only reference you ever that's, see. That's the one, actually. Did you see the clip of the Wichita State coach last night no, going after heard, the referees? I heard about that as well. They were playing McGill. <laughs> oh, were they really? Yeah, yeah. That's who they were playing, McGill. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so what I remember about John Saunders was you know, it, like it must have been one of the first things he did when he was at ESPN. He used to be the college basketball studio host for like Big Monday games in the 80s. Right. You know, and I always remember because my brother thought it was the funniest thing because, you know, he had a very distinctive and emphatic voice. Yep. You know, once he referred to Boston College University. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and Josh thought that was the funniest thing around, you know. Right. <laughs> I um, I was a big fan of his. I came to become a fan of his um, a little later than that when he uh, took over Sports Reporter, hosting Sports Reporters. Yeah, yeah. I used to. I quit watching that a long time ago, but I used to watch it a lot with with him. Part of the problem I used to miss it was because I used to always not wake up in time for it. It was before they had. 50 different platforms for ESPN, you know? Well, I liked it when it was a time before those guys became personalities in and of themselves, right? Yeah, like when it was Kornheiser before he was Kornheiser and all right, that. Right, and Lupica was just a writer. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Now they're all just douchebags. Totally. So <laughs> yeah. um, I was a big fan of that format. I was a big fan of the show, um, and I liked Dick Shap. Yeah, and yeah, I used to like the Dick Shap one. And when Dick Shap passed away and John Saunders took it over, one of my favorite parts of the uh, of the format was the closing segment when Shap would do a, a closing part. The parting shots. The parting yeah. shot, right? Yep. And they'd come back after break just for the parting shot, and he'd give his words of wisdom. And, uh, and who was it that said uh, – who, who was it that gave Jeremy Shap shit? Was it Bobby Knight? You're not your father? Probably. I know I'm your sure father. And it you're probably not, was because you're not probably... your father. So I'm pretty sure that was the interview. Exactly. And I love that because one, it was, uh, it was, a, it was true. In addition yeah. to being funny and, and, and abrasive at the time, it was true. Dick Shap was, you know, was one of a kind. And, um, when Saunders took over for him, he did away with the closing parting shot segment. And I thought that was real real classy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a real subtle way to, you know, to kind of honor a forerunner. And um, that's that's was my impression of him, is that he was just a good guy, kind of a classy guy. You never heard any stories about him or, you know, what a dick he was. Or Yeah, and then you're going to find out he frigging – Died of an overdose in a right, hotel room with a transgender hooker. <laughs> of course. Of course. Isn't that always the way? 
<laughs> It'll be like the last desperate hours of John Saunders. <laughs> right. Right. He hung himself in a closet. You know, I was trying to figure out uh, what happened to him, so I Googled it. You know, and one of the first things to come up was TMZ. I mean, this is after I already knew he died. But I was like, let's see. TMZ might have updated. They're always, you know, trying to get in early on stuff. But in their thing, they had in capital letters, you know, it was no in capital letters and everything else was just regular. But it was like, there are no reports of foul play. Foul play is not suspected, you know. Right. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, maybe that, that's not going to be. But, you know, maybe, I don't know, it just seems weird that they haven't said, you know, how he died yet, you know. Yeah, I mean, usually they accompany it with peacefully in a sleep or her natural causes or yeah. heart attack. But uh, a buddy of mine, I guess he must have been reading some other stuff because I didn't have that much time to invest in reading about it. He said that apparently he read that he had depression problems or something, so who knows. Uh, Let's hope the guy didn't kill himself. Yeah. Yeah, which is uh, which would be sad. Because yeah. um, I was just, what the hell? I don't know. I had a few minutes to kill yesterday. And, um, oh, I know. I was doing some research on um, on digital video. The prominence of digital video in our lives. You know, how much time do people spend watching video? How much of that is online? How much is it digital on demand? Et cetera, et cetera. And um, I was doing a little survey of myself, and I spend a lot of time, not having broadcast television certainly helps this cause, but I spend a lot of time uh, watching YouTube clips if I, if I want to watch something. Um, yeah. Like, I'm pretty up to date on America's Got Talent or whatever that show is, but I've never seen the show. I've just seen clips of the really valuable per- or the, the, the highly regarded performers um, and the reason I don't like those those shows, those talent shows, are I don't like the train wreck effect. I feel bad for the people who suck, because mostly I yeah. suck, you know. Yeah, it's stuff like that. I'm not a good singer. I'm not a good dancer. Well, I am a good dancer, but you know that's besides. <laughs> but um, I, you know, I don't like when people are made of. Uh, as someone who has spent a good portion of his life making a spectacle of himself. I don't appreciate it when other people are made to be the fool. It's one thing yeah, to play yeah, the yeah. fool. It's another thing when when you're made out to be the fool. So anyway, um, I don't watch those shows, but I've seen a few YouTube clips of, of those shows. And uh, like the talent is really, is really good if you can just isolate the talent. Um, so anyway, I got into a YouTube continuum and I ended up... Um, at Goodwill Hunting, and oh, okay. so I was watching a bunch of of Robin Williams scenes, and uh, came across a couple like foretelling. Is that a word? Yeah, that's a word. Yeah, foretelling uh, interviews with him, where he talks about you know, he talks about life, and he talks about death, and he talks about you know, being and all that kind of stuff, and. Um, you know, that was sad to watch that in retrospect. And that's been how long? A year? Yeah, at least it, I'm probably a couple of years now, maybe. 
You know, so I certainly hope that did not befall. Yeah, well, I just looked it up again, you know, and TMZ updated this a couple hours, actually. His wife found him unresponsive and not breathing early Wednesday morning, called 911. Law enforcement tells TMZ Sports. Hastings on Hudson Police Chief Anthony Vasali tells TMZ Sports. Emergency responders raced to Saunders' New York home around 4 a.m., but were un- unable to resuscitate him. He was announced dead at the home. We're told the detective was sent to the home but found nothing suspicious. Since there were no signs of foul play, the medical examiner rejected the case. We're told the exact cause of death is still unknown. Well, okay. So that's, that's it seems like it's probably a heart attack or something, you know? Yeah, that makes the most sense. Yeah, I mean, that's what I thought of. I thought it was originally because you never heard anything about him being sick or anything. Right. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah, the Goodwill hunting stuff. Uh, I just want to say something about that because my dog, you know, sometimes when he likes to play, he likes to, like, fight me, you know, like where he gets all mad. He's like, ah, you know? <laughs> right. But it's playing, even though he seems like he's aggressive. So I always, like, do the Goodwill hunting thing. Be like, I'll be like, it's not your fault, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm holding him while he's like, ah. I'm like, it's not your fault. Uh, you know, and of course I'm doing his voice. Don't do this to me, man. Right. <laughs> not you, Liv. Not you, Liv. It's not your fault. <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, uh, speaking of dogs, I've turned the corner in my relationship uh, with my good buddy Val. I have now yeah. become a dog food preparer. Dog food preparer. Yeah. So... Up until Why would you do? Did you used to just dump dry food in a yep. bowl or something? Yep, dry food in a bowl. I am. Man, you're lucky if you got dogs that will just eat dry food out of a bowl. Really? That's a thing? That that dogs <laughs> just won't eat that? I mean, no dogs we ever have just ate it. You know, it always seems like like even when Bluto was small before he even had a taste for, you know, anything. When I try to give him I was hoping I could just give him the beer. Regular dog food eater, you know? Yeah. But he, my buddy's dog, uh, when I was staying at his place, you know, years ago, uh, I'd have to feed his dog. And his dog was more than happy to eat that shit. But thing is, I think he starved the fuck out of his dog, you know, because he'd be like, feed him one cup a day, you know? It was just such a small amount of food. Right, right. <laughs> so he would literally eat anything, didn't he? Yeah. Matter. My sister's dog would eat that if you just fed it to her, but they don't feed her just like that because they feed her just like the other dogs. But she would eat just the dry food straight up, but it's rare. But she's a big, fat dog. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What's her name? Big, fat dog. (laughs) Tutu is actually her name. But Uh, Growing up, we just would scoop the dog um, dry food, and that was it. And and every dog we had would eat the food. Um, My parents' dog now, Oz gets uh like a special diet but he's he's like 16 years old yeah you know to keep him alive multiple surgeries and the poor guy i mean they're not like keeping him with heroic efforts like he's still an active dog and he'll run and he'll play but he's old what kind of dog is he he looks like a honey badger he's a mix between i want to say like a pit bull and a beagle 
Okay, I figure he's got to be a little smaller to be that old. Yeah. Still kicking around. Yeah, but he's, yeah. A, he's like a hefty, hardy dog. What is he, like 30 pounds or something? Yeah, probably around that. Yeah. Um, and he's a good dog. He's the he's he's been around by far the longest of any of any DeSantis dog, but um, uh, because he's small, that yeah. yeah that I mean, that's like out. friggin' the little Boston Terrier my mom has, Winnie. She's blind as hell, and she can't really see anything. She can't jump so well, but she still gets around. But she's thirteen years old, but she's like eleven or twelve pounds. Right. It's like even though she can't do all that, she's still t- physically she's fine. Right. Because you know, those little dogs, they you know, they're like Timexes, man. They take a lick and they keep on ticking. Totally. Um Val's been temperamental with his food for a while. Um Val's kind of a big dog, right? Well yeah, but he's getting skinny and he's lost ten pounds. Um It's not which- a good thing? Well, no, because he's a big dog but he only weighed eighty five pounds. If you saw him uh, with another owner in a different life or something, his build, you see those dogs, they usually are walking around at like 95 or 100 pounds. And they look Oh, so you think he's underweight for his breed or whatever, whatever type of dog he is. I think that he's where that breed should be, but they're never kept at that. You know what I mean? Yeah, people yeah. overfeed him. They don't get enough exercise. He gets enough exercise, and at eighty-five pounds, he's like a legit dog. He's in shape, and and um, see, my sister's dog is like eighty-something pounds, but she's too heavy. You know, what kind All is right. it? It's a mixed yeah, breed. Okay. You know, All so right. it's just a mix of whatever. But what sucks is she's not even that old now, and she's having like hip issues and stuff, and it's like. Big dogs like that, you know. Well, that's one of the reasons that we kept him so trim is that um, hip dysplasia and all that stuff is, you know, is common for his for parts of what he is, you know. Can I interject real quick and yeah. say fuck Hillary Clinton for showing ads during the Olympics? This shit's been pissing me off all weekend. Oh, see, I haven't. Uh, I've just been streaming online. So see, I'm watching any. on NBC and. She has, she's been running ads ever since the Olympics started. And I say, fuck her for running ads during the Olympics. Fuck her anyway, but especially fuck her for running ads during the fucking Olympics. I'd I'd agree with that. No one should even, neither of these fucking candidates should advertise anyway. Because no one, everybody's going to vote for Hillary is going to vote for Hillary. And the asses are going to vote for Trump are going to vote for Trump. And no one wants and no one else wants to vote for either one. You know? Fuck them. <laughs> well, on that note. Sorry, that just pissed me off. Let's get back to your dog. Um, so he's he's kind of stopped eating. He'd been very picky over the last couple months. But a lot of it I chalked up to just the summertime. It's hot. Okay. He's not active. He's not hungry. But when I give him something like... A piece of chicken, or something falls on the floor, he hops all over it. So I started to think he's being picky, and he's gotten to the point now where people are like, "What's is he okay? Is he sick?" And I'm like, oh, "I gotta get some. I gotta get some weight on him." So I'd been giving him two scoops of food where I normally two scoops. Him- <laughs> 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 uh, but he would just sit there and he wouldn't eat it. He would just let it 
let it sit and I have to throw it away, you know? Yeah. So I started putting a little bit of milk, milk. on his oh. food. But doesn't and, milk makes dogs like have the runs and stuff, doesn't it? Not him. Oh, okay. Although I did find out that he is lactose intolerant. Oh, he can't stand it, huh? He's got a little rash. Um, so I gave it to him for a couple of days. Then I looked up whether I should be giving it to him or not. And it said some dogs can handle it, but some dogs can't. Some dogs are lactose intolerant. And some of the symptoms are that gives them the runs, um, but it also can give them rashes. And he's got a rash on his foot that he keeps licking. Uh. So I had to go out and buy wet food and mix that into the, into the dry food. So I got to fat. That's him up what a I do bit. with my dog. I, I I I mix dry and wet together, you know. And like I love these guys, and and I mean dogs. Oh fucking a cash. What happened? He gets into the he gets into the bathroom waste paper basket somehow. Uh, I close the door and he. St- Gets in there and wreaks havoc, and I don't even want to tell you what he takes out of there. <laughs> well, I assume it's not tampons. Uh, well, you're incorrect. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah, yeah, ready to have this race? One of these races. Bad, bad boy. Ah, oh, god damn it. Oh, all right. Um, don't forget, I have a I have a female tenant. Oh, still? Yeah, still. Oh, I, d- I never knew she was living with you anymore. Uh, she started in May. Maybe I never even talked about it. Yeah, maybe not. I might not even talked about it, but um, you may have. Now, but yeah, so now you can imagine. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, so. Oh, cash. Yeah, so that's the I can only imagine what downstairs looks like. Michael Phelps is ready to hop into the pool again. This is just a semifinal, so, but, but Lochte and Phelps are in it. It's on live on TV right now, so it should be maybe you're a second, a couple seconds behind if you're streaming it, because usually streams a couple seconds behind the live feed. Are they in the pool? Because I got nothing. Yeah, they're in the pool. They're 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 in the backstroke right now. Oh, they're swimming. It's yeah. Oh, see, they're not showing that yet for me. Um, what's their uh, re- deal? I didn't realize Lochte was so old. Was last yeah, Lochte's a year older than Phelps. What? What does? Um... Actually, the oldest dude. There's a 35 year old swimmer on the American team. Yeah, that was his first. Olympics. Anthony Irvin. Right. Well, that was his first Olympic. Is this his was first it? Olympics? I know. Th- I know. There's a 30 year old guy who's its first Olympics for the Americans, and he's like the oldest. First time Olympian swimming in a long fucking time or something, you know? Yeah, so they're still showing 
uh, Phelps and Lochte on the deck. Was the deal with Phelps and Lochte? You're saying? Yeah. So um, they're rivals. That's the problem. Do they hate each other? No, I don't think they hate each other. But I'm sure Lochte, Lochte might privately hate him because. But he, but they also swim on these relay teams together, so they got to be cool, you know. But I'm sure he probably resents the fact that, like, you know, it was the last Olympics where there was one race where he definitely. Lochte thought he was going to win, and I think Phelps still beat him. I thought he, you know, like thought it was going to be his time. What is Lochte's um, specialty? Is is freestyle, middle distance, and IM? Yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, all right. Um, they just finished. And, well, you can watch it. Yeah, how but, long has he been on the scene? London wasn't obviously his first Olympics, right? No, he probably he's probably. You know, I'm sure he was on 2008, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was on 2004. You know? Yeah. I, um... I mean, because 2004, I, 12 years ago, he would have been 20 years old. Yeah, so he probably was on the team back then, because that's when you're in college, and he was probably... If you're a world-class swimmer at 20 years old, you're probably kicking ass, you know? I don't want to really disparage any Olympic athlete, especially... American Olympic athletes. But he could disparage like Ryan Lochte for his fucking white hair. Yeah, he seems kind of like a douche. Yeah, I think he is kind of douchey. And he also so went to like Florida on top of it. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of like a, I don't know. Florida's kind of like a cheese dick type of school. <laughs> uh, he was at the 2008 Olympics. Was uh, that his first one? Let's see. Qualified. Yeah. So 2004, he qualified for the Olympics in the 200 meter IM. And at the 200, at the 2004 Summer Olympics, Athy, he swam with Phelps. Tough set of strength. So he was at the 2004 Olympics. Yeah, I figured he would have been there. But the first time I heard of him was 2012. You know? I mean, I'm sure he might. Have won, I'm sure he won golds in 2008, probably on relays or whatever, you know. So let's see, 2008, he won the uh, 2004. He won the gold in the four by two and a silver yeah. in the 200 uh, individual medley. That's he lost to uh, Phelps. Yeah. Then in eight, he won the 200 meter backstroke, set the world record. Was on the four by two hundred meter freestyle team, and then got bronzes in the individual medleys. Okay. In See, 2000- I, I mean, I really didn't know of him until two thousand twelve, but that's because, I mean, I can't name anybody else male swimmers from two thousand eight other than Michael Phelps because it was all about Michael Phelps. Right. You know. Two thousand twelve. He actually he had five medals. Uh, individual medley. He's on that four by two relay team, the two hundred meter individual individual medley, and then another relay team and a back. So I guess he's a backstroker and yeah. A, uh, and well, that's why the individual medley would be a good race for him, right? Yeah, but that's and that's that's the thing. Two thousand twelve, I think, was where he was expecting to have more success than he ended up having. You know, like I think that was probably the thought was like, oh, he can beat Phelps in some of those races, you know? And I right. know one of them, Phelps definitely beat him in it. That he uh, was. I'm going to guess it was a 200-meter individual medley. Yeah. So. 
Um, you been watching a lot of Olympics or what? I've been watching a lot of the swimming and stuff. You know, whatever's on at night. You know, and what was, and it's been swimming every night. What pisses me off is, you know, uh, I mean, I, I can watch it on the Apple TV, but I tried that once over the weekend because I was like, oh, I watched the basketball game and the game was already over. Because they don't really do a good job of telling you what else has gone on on NBC. Right. And yep. for some reason, basketball is treated like, like it's a bullshit sport. All the fucking games, like tonight I come home and they're like, oh, USA Basketball's playing. It was like six something. I was like, oh, let me see. I'll see if the game's still on. And so I looked down the ESPN first and the game was already over. And I'm like, why the fuck are they playing these games like starting them at four o'clock, you know, you know, like why are they being started at times when no one's home to watch them? You know, well, I've heard that that NBC has gotten a lot of criticism for uh, so Phelps and Lochte go one, two. Thanks for holding off on that for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, luckily, um, it's only a semi, too. But. Right. Um. Oh, they don't even shake hands, huh? <laughs> oh, there they go. There you go. Yeah, it's not as bitter, but I think I think Lochte probably had a bit of resentment. But Phelps is going to act the way he acts because he's the king of the jungle. He can be like that. He doesn't have to be a dick, except for like when, like, except for when he has to act like a dick, like, like against the like little guy last night. Yeah, <laughs> and then the other night in the relay because they lost that relay in 2012. I mean, that's pretty much why he came back. He came back to sell the score in those two races, pretty much. Yeah, you know the relay the other night because he was pissed off that they lost it last time, and then he was pissed off that he lost by a fingertip, basically by a stretch against that Laclo guy. You know. Yep. So I mean, I think you know. I mean, he's got 21 fucking gold medals now. Yeah. Yeah, it is really insane. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, so it really pisses me off that, like, I haven't seen any... Not one of the three basketball games they played because they play them at weird times. And then the weekend when one game was being played, I had no clue it was even going on because if you watch NBC's Olympic coverage, they don't even... That friggin' peer into a rugby sevens game or some shit. But they don't even tell you basketball games are going on. They won't even give you an update. It's so fucking weird. I've heard that that NBC's gotten a lot of criticism for holding a lot of events and delaying a lot of events. But I guess that's only like swimming and gymnastics, huh? Because they're easy to cut up and edit. Yeah, well, the, the swimming, I think, is mostly shown live because they do it at nighttime, you know? Oh, okay. Like, that was All live right. just now. But the problem is the gymnastics, they do it earlier in the day. Like, yesterday, like, I found out that the U.S. won the all-around just by accident. But there's no way of fucking stopping it. You're on your computer at work, and it's, like, fucking right away. U.S. takes gold, you know? Yeah, that's annoying. Which fucking sucks. But, um... I mean, they're they're only an hour ahead of you. I don't know why the gymnastics couldn't have waited till nighttime. I don't really get that. I don't know why that needed to be done, why that needed to be finished by 6 o'clock Brazil time or whatever it was when they finished it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I um, 
I turned all my alerts off on my phone because I knew that that was going to be on last night. Yeah. And um, I uh, – what's this team walking? What's this relay team? Hmm. What's uh, what's the relay that they're running that they're racing tonight? The you said that there was a a finals. Yeah, that might be. Uh, what is it with uh, Ledecky? The females? Is it the females? Oh uh, no, they look like dudes. All right, I'm not sure because they're a commercial right now. So oh, okay. Um, so anyway, the um, I turned all my alerts off because I knew I wanted to watch that gymnastics, and I even planned my night around it. I went. I watched the women's soccer game, um, like at six o'clock, and that that was going to be over at eight. And then I went and I exercised because at nine the primetime coverage started. So I got to see Phelps's race last night. I got to see uh, some of the gymnastics last night. But I was so amped, I couldn't get to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. Like, I was like. I don't. I was like a little kid for some reason, but I love the Olympics, dude. I, 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 I like this. I like the spectacle. I'm a big fan of like the pomp and the circumstance. I love the the backstories when they're not stupid. You know. Yeah. Um. I like the the um. I like the the studio shows. I like the recaps. I like. The whole deal. I don't like Ryan Seacrest, but I did like seeing Matthew McConaughey out there with him last night. Okay, I did not tune in for that. <laughs> I, I, uh, That's what they show after else. the late local news comes on. They go back to Copacabana Beach, and it's fucking Ryan Seacrest every night. Late night with Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of annoying. But Matthew what, McConaughey what was out there last night. You know, He's down there at the games. So they had him on the, uh, on the little set on the beach with him, you know? Why didn't they bring, like, Jimmy Fallon down to do it? Uh, don't even say that, because they probably will bring him down there. I can't stand Jimmy Fallon. But that's, like, that's what Seacouch is doing, right? He's taking the, the late-night time slot, and they're having Olympic programming with it? Yeah, I mean, I guess they must show something. I don't watch NBC late-night. That's the thing. So I don't know if they show some kind of truncated version for The Tonight Show or what, you know, because they – because I I've been seeing these Tonight Show commercials like you've missed this and it's what big star is humiliating themselves doing a song and dance on Johnny on Tonight Show, right? You right, know? right. It's right, such right. it's so terrible, you know. And since when? Why is Justin Timberlake now a comedic act now? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's this bullshit? Oh, he's really he he can sing really well. And girls think he's sexy. Well, let's make him a comedian. <laughs> you know, I mean, I Jimmy Fallon. I have no taste for that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, he he is sticky. Yeah, it's just like you know, here's this great actor. Now we're gonna have him try to friggin' pick up an ice cube with his ass. You know, <laughs> as we do karaoke to uh, Rihanna. You know. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, it's like, come on, Johnny Carson is literally rolling in his grave if he's watching that shit. <laughs> I mean, you watch Johnny Carson, he would do all the bits. He would never have, like, you know, his biggest freaking guest doing bullshit like that. It's just like the whole idea that 
fucking, they showed one commercial and Michelle Obama's in a skit with him. Just how it's commonplace for like the president, the first lady to be fucking around on late night talk shows now. What the fuck's up right. with that? <laughs> well, I think that that really goes to more of like what passes as entertainment these days. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people need to sell out and do that shit in order to get, you know, a piece of the, uh, you know, a share of the market, right? Yeah, I guess. It's, I mean, but why the fuck is the president and first lady doing this shit, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. It's ridiculous. It's like we live in this whole reality television culture, you know, of idiocracy, you know, where the president's coming out and they're doing it live on TV and this salute is flipping the bird. The fact that, like, friggin', the fact that now it's, like, commonplace that if you want to run for major national office, you need to make the rounds on the late night talk show circuit. How stupid is that? <laughs> And not that many people, and less people are watching that shit now than were watching it friggin' 30 years ago before they did that stuff, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm sure, like, the amount of people that watch The Tonight Show now compared to when it was The Tonight Show in 1976 has to be a mere fraction considering all the options for stuff now, you know? Yeah. So, like, yeah, totally. Why the hell? People used to, yeah. that used to be a part of people's day. Yeah. I mean, now you have 8 million different options to watch at 10.30 or 11.30 at night, depending on where you are, you know? Yeah. It's just... Hey, back to back to the Olympics real quick. I just saw a commercial. When is uh, when's Missy Franklin going to swim? What does Missy Franklin swim? Is Missy Franklin in this Olympics? Yeah, why wouldn't she be, right? Well, is she the, the one... There was one... She was a high school kid last yeah. year. Or last time. But I know she went to college. Let's see. Missy Franklin yeah, helps Franklin the fastest prelim in 4 by 200 meter freestyle relay. Well, there you go. She's around, uh, but everything, I guess uh, the K, they're the ones that are right to swim. These are the women that are right to swim. Oh, are they? Well, they looked. Well, I mean, because they're wearing the jackets and they're all in the. The caps. Yeah, this is the relay they're going to have. What is it? What relay? It's, I think it's a 4 by 200 but I'm not sure if it's any... What, it might be freestyle. Four, she swims the 4 by 2 freestyle. Yeah. Um. Franklin's not going to be in the freestyle final. Here we go. Franklin out of four by two hundred meter freestyle relay final. But here they're ready to race it. So all right, maybe they're not ready to race it on your computer. Who knows? Yes, they are not. I'm uh they're just coming back from commercial. Well here, they're still in the jackets. I guess I gotta walk out there in a minute. But let's see. Let's see why she's not doing it. Katie Ledecky will continue. Everything's the female side's all about Katie Ledecky right now because she's been kicking ass. Yeah. Uh, quest for five Olympic medals. Rio is the anchor of the women's four by two hundred meter freestyle. Missy Franklin racing preliminary heats. Not be on the retime relay. Ledecky. Missy Franklin. Oh. Apparently she's not a very strong 
freestyle swimmer. Yeah. She didn't she didn't qualify for the, uh, yeah. the finals. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't even know she was in this Olympics because I hadn't heard anything about her last time. She was, you know, she was she won a couple medals last time, didn't she? In uh, in London, yeah, yeah, she won four gold. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know. It seemed like she stepped back this time. Yeah, and that was a big deal. Like she was, she's only 21 years old. She was. Uh, she didn't take any endorsement money right away. Cause yeah, because she, she was going to go to college and swim. She went right, to college. Yeah, yeah. She goes to Cal. Friggin' ninety percent of all the swimmers either go to Cal or Stanford. It seems like, yeah. male and female. Yeah, they're uh, they're announcing them right now. They're introducing all the teams. Here's, when they come out of the yeah, this is the Japanese team, and this is is this Canadian team? Yes, from Canada. <laughs> from Canada. <laughs> this um. I will say this from uh, from uh, the Hungarians. From, uh, they're a strong team because they got that Katinka Hozu brought on their team. From casual racism to casual sexism, this uh, this swimming team doesn't have doesn't have a sweetheart like we've had in years past. They're all you know. There's no Summer Sanders. There's no Summer Sanders. There's no Natalie Kaufman. Coughlin, right? Yeah, you know, Coughlin. Yeah, Coughlin was there's, cute. There's no um, who was before that? Torres. I don't know. Dana Torres. Dana Torres. Wasn't she in the last Olympics still? Yeah, yeah. She, she was like forty something years old. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Damn! Look how tall this broad for Australia is. Tall and skinny. Ah, and there's the Americans. Schmidt, Dorado, Leah Smith, and Katie Ledecky as the uh, anchor. She, uh, she's a real deal, huh? She's pretty impressive. Ledecky? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, she's like that one she won last night. She wasn't even supposed to win that race. Yeah, because she's a long-distance specialist, you know? Right. And she still went out and won that thing last night, like, friggin' edged out that other girl like that wasn't that was supposed to be one of the ones that she wasn't favored in was that breaststroke was it breaststroke or butterfly what was it i don't know you can tell me you'll look it up i'm sure yes ledecky katie ledecky yeah she's big into the long distances she actually holds the 1500 meter record but they don't do a women's 1500 meter race at the Olympics. Right. They do a men's 1500 meters, but not a women's. You know, she holds the world record in that, but they don't do it at the Olympics for whatever reason. So stupid. And that's the that's the mile long race. Oh, it was freestyle last night, but it was a 200. Yeah, meter two hundred. Okay, yeah, but that's not her specialty. You know, no. her specialties are like the longer distances, like. That's why it was closer. If it was a long distance, like that one the other night, the 400, I think it was, the first one she won, she beat the hell out of everybody. You saw that one, right, on Sunday night? Oh, yeah. She, she beat Monday, like, yeah. Yeah. Going away. Yeah, and that's how it's going to be in the 800. She'll win that one probably by a few lengths. Yeah. 
All right. Well, here we got the relay final is started. So this is going to be like eight minutes long. Yeah. But are you? Oh, it's going to be eight minutes long? Well, yeah, because it's four 200-meter swims, which basically take about two minutes apiece. Well, that's an awfully long time. You can keep me up to date. You can keep me up to speed. You don't have to keep that quiet. All right. Um, Why, they haven't started on the streaming thing yet? Nope. Uh, my coverage will resume shortly. Oh, God. That's the worst about streaming stuff. Like, when, like, doing the, uh, like, basketball and stuff, when I'd be streaming, I'd have to just ignore everything else because I knew it was, like, like five to ten seconds behind other stuff, you know, behind the action. Right. Yeah. So she owns the world record uh, five times over in the fifteen hundred meter. Yeah. And they don't even compete that in the Olympics. Um, she owns the record three times over in the four hundred free, including what she set the other night. Yep. She owns the eight hundred too. Yeah. Yeah. And then she owns the eight hundred four times over, which um, looks like maybe that was qualifying or something. Alright. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, she's awesome. Alright, we're in the second I know leg. every every Olympics, you know, has a star, but between obviously Phelps, who who is, you know, probably the greatest Olympian of all time, if not just the greatest swimmer of all time. Um the Simone Biles Oh yeah, she's like the greatest the, the, gymnast of all time. They're saying, yeah, she's like she's four insane. foot ten or something. Yeah, four foot eight. Yeah, four foot eight. That? That's what it is. There's a Chinese girl who's four foot ten. <laughs> yeah, she's tiny, but like, uh, she's like a firecracker. Yeah, she's like a little ball of muscle. She's incredible. Yeah, and she and it was crazy watching because because I I don't watch gymnastics too. I, I don't. I mean, I really even watch it during the Olympics because I'm really not all that interested in it. Yep. And uh, but the other day I was watching something they were showing clips of her like the other day, and I was just like, man, it is ridiculous. She is friggin' perfect. You know, like she was like completely sticking everything. You know, like not even doing like the little step they always have. You know, it was ridiculous how good right. she is. Right. She's insane. Yep. And uh, and Ledecky, yeah, you know those are three, those are three athletes who are like head and shoulders above the competition. Yep. Thing is, Simone Biles is going to make a lot more money though than Ledecky off of this. Oh sure, because the gymnasts yeah. always make a shitload more money. Yep, and she's already got like Tide commercials yeah. and like a bunch of other shit. I mean, nothing for nothing. You know how the world works. If Ledecky was, like, more attractive, like Summer Sanders. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, Summer Sanders parlayed into a whole big career, you know? Hosting yeah. in, inside the NBA or whatever that show was with Ahmad Rashad. Ahmad Rashad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's, the, you know, that's why I said it from casual racism to casual sexism. Yeah. 
That's what they're missing. That's what this team's missing. Well, but. there's so much, like, you know, they keep harping on all the sexism. Like, I was watching the other night, because I've read about this a couple times since, talking about the sexism of, like, talking about the way Ledecky races, why it needs to be com- – why do, why do people have to compare it to men? The other night, uh, and I mentioned this in a couple of the articles, I read, like, Rowdy Gaines was saying, he's like, a lot of people say she races like a – she swims like a man. He's like, she doesn't swim like a man. She swims like Katie Ledecky. You know? <laughs> people are like I the fact that. that he has to say that because all these other sexist reporters and shit, you know, because they always got to compare it to a man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rowdy Gaines. Well, he's not I, um... selling his um, lap pool. You ever see those commercials? No. What is it like a like a stationary box? Yeah, it's like a small a... little pool that you basically swim laps in. You know, like big enough just to swim laps in that you get at your house. You know, your backyard. Okay. And Rowdy Gaines was always in the commercial for it. You know. <laughs> right. Wait, is it? Does it have a motor in it? Yeah, I think so. All right. All right, Ledecky's in the pool, and we're in second place. This is the what? She's in the first uh, lap of the last leg. Of the race. Oh, she's uh, she's the anchor. She's, um, okay. Yeah, and they're bo- the Australians are leading. They were leading by point eight nine seconds when she hopped in the pool. Let's see. Now they're de- now they're behind point three. So she's already catching them. Don't I think she's taking the lead now. Yeah, she's ahead now. So that'll be her fifth gold medal? Well, he's still got to get the... They uh, won a silver the other night in a relay. All right. We're ahead by 0.63 seconds. Two more laps. Basically 75 meters left at this point. I'd take one of these little swim pools. Are you looking at it? Yeah. Did you see any tie-in with Rowdy Gaines? I do. <laughs> I do. Rowdy Gaines and Endless Pools. Yeah. All right. Here it is. The last... The last uh, 50 meters. And she's a full second ahead now. She's kicking ass now. Yeah, she's she's made up more than two seconds probably since she hopped in the pool. Oh, God. She's got it easily. Gold. <laughs> U.S., Australian, and Canada. You know what's nice funny job, about watching swimming, swimming now? You remember when we were young? Hell, even in the 90s. Like in 96 and stuff. You know, everybody would just... The women just wore like regular swimming suits. You know, like body swimming suits. One piece is there. But the men just wore regular Speedos. In- you know, what was really funny is that they showed um, after his race 
the other night sometime, they showed Michael Phelps on the deck um, after his cool down or maybe before his cool down or whatever. And I was looking at him and I'm like, what's going on? What? Why? Why does this look so weird? He just had a regular Speedo on. <laughs> he didn't have his like, you know, the, the shorts that they wear now. And it took me a minute to realize that he wasn't like obscenely dressed. Yeah, we won that we that's seven forty three oh three. Australia was seven forty four eighty seven. Won by more than a minute and a half. Damn it. All right, sorry, go on. A second and a half. Yeah, yeah, second and a half. <laughs> A minute and a half, she was full two. Uh, no, two. that would have been preposterous if it was a minute and a half. <laughs> yes, a second and a half. Of course, that meant that everybody would have been else, racing for seven hours. Everybody else quit. Seven hours and 43 minutes. Like one <laughs> of the, what's that? They do those ultra races. Maris? They got the open yeah. water race in the Olympics now. Oh, do they really? Yeah, yeah. They got like, a, I think it's like a 60 kilometer or something like that. So I did, uh, I found this site where you uh, enter your name, uh, not your name, your height, your age, your weight, your birth date. It gives you like stats of, of Olympians that, that share similar profiles to you. Yeah. 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 All my guys were judo guys. Uh, All right. I thought I got to say like archers or something. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Something that you can be, uh. Uh, table tennis. Completely sedentary. <laughs> and, yeah. Right. I was talking about that with a friend earlier tonight. Like, you know, archers, they're like fat guys. You know? I don't know if they're fat guys, but they might as well be. <laughs> or like shooting events. You don't need to be in shape for any of that shit. <laughs> you know, these Olympic sports where... All you need is a skill, not actually athlete- athleticism. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it's like, oh, I shoot a fucking bow and arrow. <laughs> and it's it's like golf being in there. And it's like, well, theoretically, John Daly could be out there golfing in the Olympics. Anybody ever going to call him an athlete? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, all right, so so yeah. you could win. So you'd be a judo champion. I'd be a judo champion, correct? Nice. Hmm. But there were only three of them that matched my my physical. <laughs> well, you know what's funny about the swimsuit thing, though, because the other day I saw clips, probably from a race from maybe the two thousand or two thousand four Olympics. Because you remember when the new swimsuits came out, it was kind of controversial. Yeah, the the buoyant era. Yes, and, they, and back then, like, at one point, the men were all wearing even... one point, some men were wearing, like, full body suits. Yes, Ian Thorpe. Yeah, and then they... And then they the ones wore the full body suits, and then they had the ones that wore the pants. Now, at least, they've basically standardized to that's a short, you know? Now yes. it all looks like they're wearing biking shorts now. But it is so weird that that's what they've settled on. Because forever, it was just a Speedo. <laughs> right. I mean, which is funny that you call it a Speedo. Because Speedo is the company that's still making a shitload of these uniforms. You know, like these swimsuits, you know. Right, right. The style yes, yes. transcends the name, the brand. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, it's Kleenex. But but it is, uh, apparently, Arena must be making a lot of these 
uh, bathing suit, swimming suits now and stuff because I saw that on some of the stuff that um, Phelps is wearing tonight. But I remember back in the day reading about it years ago when it was first coming out. It was like a, you know, it was like a big war between these swimsuit manufacturers, Speedo and whoever, about making the uh, most uh, high tech suits and all this stuff, you know. And that's what the whole controversy was about, was that you were the the equipment was enhancing the racing, whereas before, when it was just like a little swimming suit, that had nothing to do with how fast you could go in the water, you know? Right. Because it's just yeah. something you just got to wear. I remember when, when that was, uh, was a big deal. Yeah. So it looks like 2009 was the last uh, was the last time they allowed them. What, in the World Championships or something? The band started in 2010. They were polyurethane-based suit. Yeah. Uh, and they debuted in Beijing. So that was 2008, right? Yeah, the... Oh, that must have been a specific type of suit you're saying, huh? Because yeah. they start wearing the long pants and stuff earlier than that, you know? Like, I mean, when they start fucking around with all these new type of swimsuits. Two, 2000 was when Yeah, they that's what I thought. To, uh, like, 2000 was when they start wearing on the these, scene. like, full-length, you know, stuff, you know? Yeah. And they were made out of all kinds of crazy yep. shit. Yeah, they were, you know, companies were having... Wars, you know, over who could come out with the better proprietary friggin' faster suit, you know? It's crazy. Sorry, they're interviewing the, the women's team now. I'm trying not to be sexist. Don't want to call them the girls. <laughs> <laughs> the broads. Yes, the dames. There's Katie Ledecky, all cheery looking. She does look cheery all the yeah. time. That Dorado I, one. I think, mean, yeah, Dorado, she's. The other night, they were saying this is going to be her last Olympics. She's only 23. She's already married. She, she started Stanford when she was 17, apparently. Apparently, she's like this big overachiever. And she got married at 22, and she's like, well, I'm, I, I'm not going to swim anymore after this. And Roddy Gaines was kind of bummed about that. He's like, because we're just getting to know her, and she's got way more in her, and she could come back and be really good in four years. But she's like, no, screw it. I'm married. I'm going to live my life. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? For those middling stars... You know, yeah, the non Michael Phelps, the the non Katie Ledecky. Like, I don't know. Maybe she can get an agent. Maybe she has an agent. Maybe she gets a you know a couple endorsement deals. But there's no staying power. Yeah. For Olympic sports, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simone Biles and Ali Raceman. What's so ridiculous about the gymnastics? Uh, but the women's gymnastics in particular, because obviously they don't make men do that. The fact that they make them put on all this makeup and shit. Oh, yeah. How ridiculous is that? 
the fact that they need to be dolled up like they're gone into a beauty pageant when they're competing in a sport. Yeah, that is kind of a joke. Yeah, I mean, I think for anything they want to talk about sexism and all that shit, I think that's the most demeaning fucking part of one of the most demeaning parts of the Olympics because I'm sure there's probably some more demeaning shit than that. You know, but the idea that they make these girls get there and put all this friggin' makeup on while they're running around and flipping and doing all these, sweating their asses off doing these friggin' intense routines, but they gotta look like they're on the fucking runway or something. That's nuts. Yeah. Which is really funny because if you watch, you know, the event coverage, like, they're kind of forced to be on point, you know, between events and, you know, right before they they do a particular rotation. Yeah. They give them the opportunity to go off camera and, you know, and, and get their game face on. But, you know, you watch the cameras, you know, trained on the, on the other teammates, and they're kind of like forced to ham it up. Oh, yeah, they always got to look like they're so happy. Right. And you put a camera in Michael Phelps' face before his race, and he's, you know, he's got a thousand yard death stare, which is what you'd expect from an athlete at that level. Like the other night, yeah. But not the gymnast, man. Well, you know, I was thinking about that last night. Parade them out there. Because they showed the the gymnastics final, you know, the, the team final last night. And right as it ended, they, you know, which. You know, if you didn't know it was all recorded, that was the evidence that was recorded. Right as it ended, they go right to the studio with Bob Costas, and he's got all five, the whole team there, you know, in the studio talking to him. And, like, he's asking each one of them questions, and they're going through, like, you know, and it's not as if it's all rehearsed, but it's just if they got training – and I'm like, that's, I'm sure they go with the gymnastics team in particular. I'm sure they go through like classes like that, you know, where they do train on how to be interviewed and what to talk about and all this stuff more so than the other sports, you know, uh, totally. like it's like one half, one of the aspects of the gymnastics is like gone through like finishing school, you know, <laughs> like yeah. it's like you go to etiquette classes or something. It's. It's one of the elements. It's fucking weird, you know? Like, the whole thing. Like, I mean, but that's gymnastics, you know? But like, like when you do your, your dismount, you present yourself and you look and you smile, you know? Like, it's this whole, you know, like, if you did it without, like, smiling, you would probably lose a point, you know, if you didn't look happy doing it, you know? Right. It's just the whole, the whole thing's very, very odd. It's... It's the one sport in this that's more than a sport, you know. Totally, I uh, I worked with a gymnast a um, when I was at the Northeast Conference. A female gymnast. Um, a female gymnast. Okay. And she was like legit. She I don't think she was an Olympian, but she was an All American. Yeah. She was. Oh, let's let's see here. She was the first black. NCAA female champion. Okay, where'd she put? Where'd she go? Georgia. Okay, 
She was on the U.S. national team in 85 and 86, so she missed the Olympics. Yeah, see, that's what sucks. Usually by the time they get to college, you know. And if you're in a weird time, which sucks. Because there was a – when I was younger, like when I was a very young kid, like probably when I was like in sixth or seventh grade, one of the top gymnasts, and she was supposed to be the next big thing, she was from Baton Rouge, but then – she just was at a weird age. So by the time it, she was too young for the Olympics that had just passed. And then by the time the next Olympics came around, like her peak had missed, you know, and she didn't make the Olympic team, right. you know, and then she was in college, but it's like, but if you missed it, you know, like gymnastics stuff works. If, if you missed the peak of your success, before you got to college, it's over once you go to college. You know? Yeah, it's so... It's so strange that... You know, most other pursuits that take your whole life to achieve don't end by the time you're 18 or yeah. 20. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, Simone Biles like, is 19 now, but... But years ago, it probably would have been because it was a, it was only in 1997 they passed the rule that you had to be no younger than 16, you know, in the Olympics. Right. It used to be, you know, you used to see like 14 year olds and stuff out there, you know. But they but they changed that rule, so they're probably a little like Simone Biles wasn't able to be in the last Olympics, right? You know, but. Had they not changed that rule, she probably would have been in the last Olympics. Because I'm sure she was probably kicking ass if she's this good now, you know? Yeah, which is um, which is funny because the, the features that they've done on her are almost like they're the features they wrote for last Olympics. Yeah. But they couldn't run them because she was too young and she didn't make the Olympic team. So I don't know. Did you see the, 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 uh, the feature they ran about her childhood? No, I mean, I know I've heard about the childhood because I know of the controversy. People were pissed off at Al Troutwood cause he, he wouldn't say that they were her parents cause her grandfather and his wife, I guess her step grandmother, they adopted her because her mother was like a drug addict or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they do one of those pieces, you know, the Olympics. Yeah, you know, with the music and the and the and the shadow profile and the whole deal. And they're like, um, Simone Biles is your typical teenager. She likes to get her nails done. She likes to see movies with friends. And you know, they're showing her like around her house, you know, doing the dishes. Like, Mom, I don't want to do the dishes. And they're like, she's just like any normal teenager. Except she's the greatest gymnast in the world. But she's 19. She's not doing shit that normal 19-year-olds Yes, do. plus like I mean? a 19-year-old. When you're saying normal teenager, you think about somebody who's in high school, not a 19-year-old. When you right. think Is of a 19-year-old, that- you think of a college kid, which I don't think of as a normal teen. Like, you're technically a teen, but I don't think of you as a teenager once you enter college, you know? Right. So I, I get I what you're saying. Like 14 and 15 year old. That's a normal teenager. You know, maybe yeah, 16, high school this kids. This day and age. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
So it was a little forced. Yeah. You know, it was like, man, we missed our opportunity to take this 16-year-old and tell her story about how she was, uh, you know, a product of a broken home, blah, blah, blah. But we're just going to retell it anyway, even though it doesn't make much sense. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the way the rule works, you can be 15 years old in the Olympics. But the only way you can be 15 years old in the Olympics is if your birthday is in – if your 16th birthday happens before uh, January 1st, 2017. That's how the rule works. So you get – so like if you were born – you know, uh, the, the, you could, uh, December 31st, you know, what is it? December 31st, 2000 was the, is the earliest you could be born to be in this Olympics. Jeez. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> the latest you could be born, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, and you know what the thing is? And they were doing forever, and it's probably true because it seemed, in my memory, it seems like it was a reaction to the Chinese teams. You know, even though every country had under sixteen-year-old gymnasts, but I think, right? But I think it was really right. a reaction to Chinese because, like, the whole team was under sixteen or something. You know? Yep. <laughs> Plus the shit they do to those girls to keep them. Because I remember reading about that back in the years and years and years ago. Uh, the type of stuff they do to these young girls, trying to keep them from going into going through puberty and all this stuff, so they can be competitive gymnast. You know, because that's the problem when girls get to college. Like a lot of times when you watch, if you ever watch a college gymnastics competition, the the ladies they're a lot bigger than the the ones you see in the Olympics. You know, right. because it's better to be – I mean, look, like how tall is the tallest one on our team? You know, Allie Raceman or whatever. Maybe she's like 5'3 or something or 5'2. Who knows? Well, let's find out. I mean, I don't know who the tallest one is, but I know Lori Hernandez is like four foot something. Yeah. I would say Gabby Douglas is probably – Yeah, she looks pretty tall. She is four foot eleven. <laughs> Gabby Douglas. Okay. Yeah. What's Allie Raceman? She's so, gotta be like five two or something. Allie Raceman is. Oh, you're right. Five okay. two. Okay. So she's probably the five tallest two. of the five. But going back to the um, the level of affect that the gymnasts need. Yeah. That. I would have never guessed she's 22. Who, Gab- Allie Raceman? Yeah, Allie Raceman. Gabby's 21. She, I think. she acts like a 16-year-old. Yeah, because they're made to act infantile almost. Oh, it's funny. You know where she's from? She's she's Is she from New Jersey? No. Massachusetts? No, she is Needham, Yeah, she's Massachusetts. from Massachusetts. Lori Hernandez is from New Jersey. New Jersey. Old Needham, She went to... Uh, Allie Rissman went to Needham High, home of the Needham High Rockets, alma mater of? I knew you were going to say Jerry Skolnick, but I couldn't get her name off my... But uh, And I and like Jody Skolnick, I have a feeling Allie Rissman's a Jewish girl. Um. Yeah, do you want to go out on a limb on that one? or? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I want to say... Which makes sense, because Needham's like a rich kid area. Yeah. Um, Which I'm pretty sure Jody... I want to say she lives back in Needham now. Um, I'm just wanting to see. There's no way none of these kids would be. God, we probably went... Joe, if anything, Jody went to school with her parents. Yeah, Jody Schoolman could be nothing. Allie Raceman's mom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you graduated college, what, 20 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jody Schoolman just turned 42. Yeah, I mean, she, <laughs> she's 20, year, 20 years older than her, yeah. That's crazy. Well, that's like, I saw, what was summer? What did I see? Did it involve the Olympics? It was talking about somebody who was, oh, somebody gone after somebody and who's like 19 years old or something. And it was older people and people that were significantly older than me, I think it was. I wish I could remember what it was. It was just the other day, some bullshit I was reading. And like, oh, and people who are, you know, twice as old as her. I was like, they're way more than twice as old as her. I'm more than twice as old as that girl. I'm not as old as those people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who was on that? uh, Let's see here. Gabby Douglas, Jordan Weaver, Allie Raceman, Kyla Ross, Michaela Maroney. Michaela Maroney was the chick. Yeah, she was the one with the face. Yeah, she's from Long Island. Oh no, she's from California. Maroney face, the Michaela Maroney. Yes, Jordan Weber, I think, is from. Where's she from? Michigan. Who the hell is from Long Island? Nobody. Nobody. Kyla Ross. I don't even know who, who that chick is. Kyla Ross, she's on the team, but they'll have less to remember the next time because it's only going to be four person teams in the next Olympics. Yeah. And how's that going to work? Are they going to do uh, four compete in each of the events and only three score, same way they do it now? I guess so. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. You're asking the wrong the dude. We won the team and we won the individual all around. Back in 2012. But other than 12, other than that, floor was the only other thing that we uh, we got a gold in. Yeah. Not impressive. Not not impressive. Not impressive. Yeah, but that's the difference about once you get into individuals, because sometimes they have individuals from countries who collectively aren't good as a team. But they have one individual who's kick-ass at a certain specialty. That is true. Yeah, I mean, um, it's just like tonight, dude. Did you see earlier tonight? Friggin' in the uh, 100-meter freestyle final, a fucking guy from Kazakhstan won the gold medal? In Yes. He beat Nathan Adrian by... Well, Nathan Adrian ended up... I guess they... Looked at it, he ended up in third. But uh, the difference between first and third had to have been less than a second. 
between all three of them, you know? But right. it was a guy from Kazakhstan. I think it was their first fucking swimming medal ever. How ridiculous is that? Gotta wait for you to Google in silence to look up the results. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, right now I'm Googling the 1996 team, which was... Wasn't um, that Strug? Carrie Strug? So that's... They had seven members back then. It was Shannon Miller, Dominique Mosiano, Dominique Dawes, Carrie Strug, Amy Chow, Amy Borden, and J.C. Phillips. Uh, J.C. Phelps. That was the team. They took the all-around goal. Yeah. Um, and they all competed. He competed more. I guess he had more athletes. Everybody competed in, uh, all seven girls competed in the... Yeah, I saw Dominique Dawes on TV tonight, you know, on something, because she was talking about Simone Biles. It's funny, because I had Inside Edition on, and you know, everything on that show is like your publicist calls or your agent calls Inside Edition. It's like, let's... Let's talk to. Can you talk to Dominique Dawes about uh, Simone Biles? Because they're like uh, Dominique Dawes, who's now a spokesperson for like Go Go Yogurt or something. It was something like right. Go Go Applesauce. It's like, what the fuck is Go Go Applesauce? <laughs> so I love that. So that you know, in those in those interviews, not so much on NBC, you know, because they don't have time yeah. for that. But you know, let's say she's doing a radio spot on the local ESPN. Uh, you know, local ESPN radio affiliate or whatever, and they'll talk to her about, you know, how does this team stack up against the all-time grades, blah, blah, blah. And then at the very end, they'll be like, uh, uh, I heard you're doing some great charity work with Go Go Yogurt. <laughs> uh, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, that's what, that's what I said. We talked to Dominic Dawes, uh, start of 1996 team, who's now the spokesperson for Go Go Applesauce. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's like obviously and and she was wearing like the go-go shirt or something it's like obviously her agent got in touch with inside edition i always think about that when they got those stories and it's like oh look what this couple's doing it's like well obviously they got some pr person to call and be like because it's not like it's a news story inside edition's gonna come for you uh proposing to your future wife uh, on a helipad in Dubai or whatever the type of stupid bullshit they show, you know? Right, right. <laughs> it's just so fucking funny. But uh, but I will say this much. And I was like, oh, Dominic Dawes, she's still bringing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was a, that was a team. Yeah, that was the one where that, uh, where friggin' Bella Caroli carried. It was Carrie Strug they carried off, right? Yeah, yeah, with the busted leg or whatever. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I just clicked on Shannon Miller's um, Wikipedia page. She was the one from Oklahoma, right? Is that where she was from? Yeah, she was. A, she had like a bad like nineties perm. Yep. You know, she had that blonde with the bangs and stuff. Um, she uh, she turned out to be very attractive. Young lady. Okay. You know, now that she she's not all like gymnastics muscular and turned into a regular person. See what's now. odd is if you go to Dominic Dawes uh Wikipedia page, 
it has her listed as chairman of the President's Council of Physical Fitness and Sports, not as the spokesperson for Go Go Applesauce. <laughs> 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 uh. She's 5'2. Dawes became engaged in December 2012 to Catholic school teacher Jeff Thompson. Dawes converted to Catholicism and they married on May 25th, 2013. She had her first child, a daughter, in March 2014. She's from Silver Spring, Maryland. So, in 92... Some of those same girls. Yeah, Dawes, Dawes was on the 92 team, and she was also on the 2000 team as well. Strug and Shannon Miller. Yeah, and Dawes was only 15 in 92. She was turned 16 that year, but they didn't have role yet. Dominique Mosianu, wasn't she on the 92 team? She was on not on the 92 She was on 96 then, huh? She was definitely on that. I mean, she was, what I remember, like, she was very young and tiny. Dominique Mosiano. Yes. She was, she's from Romanian parents. She is, and she's got a crazy story. Did you ever hear about her sister? Yeah, I saw the real sports about that. Yeah, with the, uh. The, with no yeah, legs. the one that they pretty much just put up for adoption or whatever. Yeah, yeah because she. Was born without legs, yeah. Yeah, that shit was sad, though. Crazy. Yep. Uh, good times. Yeah. Good times. Um, man. <laughs> uh, we've been on for about an hour and 20 minutes. I, uh... I got nothing. Uh, I got nothing of substance to to chat about. Do you? No, no, do I? Except that donate Dominic Dawes is pretty damn good looking. <laughs> um. Oh, did you go to her Wikipedia page? Uh, oh, I did look at her Wikipedia page, but now I'm just looking at the images. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact well, she, she's she was- my age, you know. She was good looking. No, at the she time. was. Oh my goodness! The thing about gymnastics is, even if it turns out they're legal, and because the way it is, I, I feel creepy ever having feelings about gymnast. Even <laughs> when I was like Dominique Dawes, she was my age in that Olympics. You know, <laughs> right? right. I, I I because they. Because the way they they do kind of the female gymnasts are kind of made to be like these little girls, you know they they make them affect almost this jailbait sensitivity out there. Like it's the presentation of female gymnastics is sick. <laughs> That's all. Right. Well, here's the good all news. right, but you agree you- with that, right? I, I do. I do. I'm going to let you off the hook here um, because you don't have to worry about your pursuit of Dominique Dawes. She's married with I know. You didn't hear me so. say that? Oh, no, How no. How she converted to Catholicism good. and when she married her husband and they had a ch- their first child in 2013. Oh, I <laughs> Sorry. You're probably busy Googling Shannon Miller photos. 
I was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, once you said go to the Dominique Toss images page, uh, I got caught on that first image, which is like her glamour. Yeah, shot. yeah, yeah. Oh, which is very glamorous. Yeah, but she is a very good looking lady. She you is. know? She is. I would. Uh, what I wonder is how they. Like all these athletes, you know? Because especially like the gymnasts, like you look at them, all gymnasts, like right now they got the male competition on. And like the female, like so much stuff you do. Like, you know, they all got those bodies where they have the very broad shoulders, you know? Like, yes, how do they exactly. negotiate that later on in life? You know, what do they – obviously, they can't do gymnastics. I mean, just like those football players when they retire, they got to cut down the weight, you know, like the guys who are like linemen and stuff, you know? Like, the transition right. into just being a regular person, you know? It must be kind of weird. Yeah, but and but you look at some of those guys who do it well – they're a whole different person. Yeah. You know well, like I mean? Mark Schlereth, for example. Jeff Saturday is a great it, example I, as well. I don't see him ever. Yeah, he is. Um, he's like a slow okay. guy. But I know, like, Mark Schlereth was one of those type of dudes, you know, because yeah. they. But, yeah, so, but the different. But they have a lot of guys that don't do that, and they just end up really fat and with heart problems and shit, you know? Right, because I mean that's that's harsh. I mean the girls aren't going to deal with the same thing, but what I'm saying is, obviously their bodies probably transition, you know, because you're not going to like right now. Like every one of them is very broad up top. Like they all have that classic V type of body right now, you know. And right. with, well, with them it's the V, and then like down the the thighs are huge because they got to use their legs so so much, you know. And then you watch like the swimmers, and they're all just basically like one big V all the way down, you know, because it's all about the upper body. I mean, I know they got to do a lot of kicking, but it's really about the upper body with the swimmers, you know. Did you ever see the? Uh, did you ever see the Saturday Night Live skit where uh, Chris Kattan plays Carrie Strong? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I remember that. <laughs> See, and now they're running tonight's show with Jimmy Fallon commercial. All right, I can't look at Carrie Strug. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now Chris you're Kattan. saying that's what I think of when I think of Carrie Strug. Chris Kattan doing right. the smile. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of Olympics and Sarah Live, I was a big fan. You ever see the? Uh, I'm sure you've seen it from the '80s. Uh, Harry Shear and Martin Short. Or is it Christopher Guest and Harry Shear? I think it's Christopher Guest and Harry Shear doing the synchronized swimming. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I ever tell you about the time I ran to Harry Shear uh, on a parade route, you know, because he lives in New Orleans. And it, it was right. probably, it must have been, what year was that? It was probably 2011, I'm thinking, because I know where I was living at the time. And I ran into him on a parade route, and I was like, I got to say something to Harry Shear. And I and I saw him standing there, and I just I said, hey. I was like, oh, Harry Shear. I was like, well, I didn't say his name or anything. I just said, hey. I was like, by the way, I love synchronized swimming. And he's like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got to say something more off the beaten path. I can't say, I can't go Spinal Tap. I can't go Simpsons. 
I was like, he'll know I'm right. a real fan if I mention synchronized swimming. That's it. <laughs> and that's all I said to him. He's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> and then you moved on. And yeah, 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 yeah. You know. That's my view I have on if you ever get in a position where you're near a celebrity, you don't want to fucking bother them. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. You at least want to, if you're in a position to say something to him, just say something cool to move on. Don't don't sit there and fucking start running over his whole career, you know? Right. <laughs> was he was Derek Smalls? Was he Derek Smalls? Whatever. Uh, wait, what's Derek Smalls what, from? Davis St. Hubbins. No, Spinal Tap Band. It's the All the members oh. of Spinal Tap, you know, it was like, Christopher yeah, Guest, yeah, yeah, Michael yeah. McKeon. <laughs> Whatever, we don't need to go into Spinal Tap. All right, I don't have much more to say. Yeah, I think that I'm not going to uh, go any more on any any further on on my fascination with a married mother of two. <laughs> but there's no shame in your game there. Derek Smalls. Bass guitarist and, and backing lead vocals. Yeah, I think Harry Shearer was Derek Smalls. Spinal yeah. Tap. That's that's yep. who he was. Where he gets caught in the in the pond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Then on that note. All right. <laughs> well, with apologies to Girk's brother. We'll see you guys next week. Good night, Fredo. And go El Salvador, go, right? Go El Salvador. Yeah. Let's uh wait, let's just take a quick Look at El Salvador's metal count. Zero. <laughs> El Salvador metal count. Zero point zero. Michael Phelps this? probably has more medals than El Salvador has probably ever won in the Olympics. So they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight Olympians. A couple swimmers, couple track and field. Uh, weightlifting, a sailing, and judo. I'm sure. I'm sure they've they've had, they've had. Uh, you think they've won 21 medals of all time? No, 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 no. But I'm sure they they have their their star Olympian. Oh, probably, but he might still suck. He might be a star there. <laughs> So let's see. El Salvador most decorated Olympic athlete. Right now, Fredo's screaming into the screaming into his radio. <laughs> Viva Baruba! <laughs> El Salvador at the Olympics. How many medals have they won all time? Okay, they have won. <laughs> Zero medals. All right, all see, Michael Phelps has more medals than El Salvador's okay. ever won. <laughs> in 1968, they sent 60 athletes to Mexico City. I guess because it was cheap. And uh, that was their high water mark. 60 athletes. I wonder why the hell they didn't send anybody else anymore. Oh. Swimming, uh, soccer. Uh, they played soccer one time. Um, and then. Uh, track and field. Swimming it's and crazy. And field you figure they would have won at least one medal. Their highest finish 
a fifth place finish in the 1996 Atlanta cycling women's cycling event. Maureen Kayla Vergara. I mean, was Ver- it at the last Olympics? I think it was when a guy from Grenada won gold, which was like the smallest country ever to win a gold medal. I think you know. What did he win it? Yeah, uh, yeah. See, I mean, it was it was a running event. I don't know if it, let's see. Grenada at the Olympics. Here we go. Karani James. Grenada won its first medal in 2012, a gold in athletics, which means track and field. Yeah, Karani James, men's 400 meters. Yeah, which is crazy because I think it is like the smallest country ever to win a gold medal or something. Because there's only like, I mean, there's not too many people in Grenada. <laughs> Right. Let's see. Grenada population. Let's see. population. 109,590 people. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. That's basically like somebody from the, like if like the city of Syracuse was its own Nation. <laughs> what was it again? What the population? How many? Pe- yeah. Hundred nine thousand five hundred ninety as of two thousand twelve. Crazy. All right, then definitely. On yeah. The uh, come on, El Salvador. Get your yeah. Grenada is better you. than you. <laughs> and all I knew about uh, Grenada before that was that that's that we had to go rescue a bunch of fucked up kids that couldn't get into American medical schools in 1983, and they made a movie about it with with Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good night, Fredo. Yeah. Good night, Fredo. Sorry to be bagging on your country. All right.